This was just in the nick of time. Just nicked that time. Because I, I wanted to have the feeling of things, oh, oh, of things being kind of, you know, um, underway, meaning Oh, my, oh. my breakfast is prepared. My bread is, oh. my, bre- my bread is made. <laughs> you baked your bread. I, I baked. You churned your butter. <gasps> I, have been wa- I, I have been watching videos about butter churning. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's do it. All you need is some like little, you just basically shake cream, you know? Yeah, it's whipped cream. It's just whipped cream and then go farther. Just go, keep going. Go, yeah. Yeah, yeah. go. Go, go, go. And then crazy thing happens. The buttermilk just falls out of the fat and you're just Insane. left with the golden butter. The go- Gorgeous. Golden, and the buttermilk. And the buttermilk. But I mean, if you're good enough to then find use for the buttermilk on the same day you made the butter, good for you. Same day? It needs to be the same day. Mm-mm. But tomorrow. No, no. In fact, I think buttermilk holds up really, really nicely in the fridge because it has all the fats out. And don't quote me on that. <laughs> no idea. Um, oh, that sounds so yum, yum. I'm, um, but, okay, so I'm, I'm curious about what they're using to churn. The people I've, I've watched on YouTube have used yeah. this glass jar device that's from... I don't know, the 30s. And it just has a, oh. it has a paddle, like a metal bladed mm-hmm. paddle inside and a crank on top and gears. And you just put your um, cream in and then you just, you just stir it with your hand. And apparently it takes like, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. So it's not a, it's a lot of t- twisting of the crank. Yes, but it's not, it's not, um... I think we imagine it taking like hours or something. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah. maybe if you're using one with of those. With like a the, golden the wooden, wooden thing. Yeah, right. that's the image. But I, I wonder if the wooden thing actually took a long time or it's just. I, I assume not. I assume not as well. This seems like very basic. It's also essentially the same as ice cream. Right? Except you're adding a cold and the so the buttermilk isn't separating well ice cream and you're sweetening and whatever ice but, cream there's a couple ways because i also recently watched a video about this which is so crazy um food 52 has an excellent video explaining all the different methods of ice cream churning but some mm-hmm. ice creams are intentionally mixed rather slowly so that no air uh-huh. gets in so really uh-huh, uh-huh. it's just about freezing right. slowly freezing the 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 dairy so that the crystals okay. are really small because they're continuously moving mm-hmm. but not mm-hmm. whipping air into the I see. cream I see. right so almost the opposite right avoiding <laughs> avoiding turning it into whipped cream yes i'm pouring myself my reese witherspoon smoothie right now oh you know what I- so we're back at Mass Mocha, leading up to the 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 sh- Jack's show, and um, we decided after our experience last time to not bring the Vitamix because it turns out attempting to make a green juice in a hotel mm-hmm. without a kitchen mm-hmm. is hilarious. No, no, it really you need a lot of you need the cutting board, you need knives, you need refrigerator, you need you know it's not. Uh-huh. Greens, you have to wash everything. It's yeah, it's not just the blender, you know. It's it's not just the blender, which you're also you know, transporting and setting oh, up, no. and it's a mess. So I mean, we did it. We did it maybe like a quarter of the days because it was so, so you know. So that's the other thing. It's like you're not even going to do it every day because it's so ridiculous. So right. I mean, so we decided not. To I'm gonna. It. I'm going to offer two ideas. Okay, great. Does your hotel room have a freezer? No. Oh. But it has a refrigerator? Yes. Interesting. Oh, okay, okay, this still works. 
So make a large batch and freeze it when you're home and then bring it, mm. bring it in jars and let it thaw in this, the fridge. This sounds so sad. Do you have another idea? Okay. My other idea is to go out of the hotel and just buy green juice at Absolutely. the store. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's, that's the conclusion we came to as well. Yeah. Just go somewhere. I mean, we haven't figured, I have, I've seen nothing resembling a green juice, but there is a place called Wild Oats, also referred to as Harvest Moon. They Harvest definitely oats, have it. Oats, any, milk. any place called Wild Oats, they have it. Yeah, I, they have to have some, even like, you know, a, a mass produced. Certainly they have that. Um, wild oats it's a co-op it's a co-op which i i really get creeped out by co-ops really absolutely i mean it's it's probably from you know my father being a psychopath and co-ops and whatnot um, i but, like the uh, smell of yeah. a co-op i like i hate those metal shelves i hate oh goodness this is a proper, incompetent proper like like volunteer this is not actually that which is so i i i'm okay with this one because it feels it's actually very nice um and doesn't feel like a co-op until you get to the register and you're like oh, oh these God. people don't know how to do this right which is fine it, it's fine I'm, I'm, what was i gonna say uh, oh yeah when i lived in Santa Monica for a few summers when I was doing this Los Angeles summer job, summer ballet job. Mm. There was a grocery store called Wild Oats, which was very, mm. very like Whole Foods, but like what Whole Foods used to be. Uh huh. And I'm Whole Foods acquired Wild Oats. I think Wild Oats was like a small chain, and then Whole Foods says, "I'll have that, please." Uh huh. No competition. Thank you so much. I mean, it's Amazon. Which it literally is Amazon now, but yeah, uh, that was also Amazon's game. Acquire, Which is, acquire, I guess acquire. why it, why it ate Whole, Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yum yum yum. Um, um, so anyway, I as a result, I've been eating uh, a continental breakfast of uh, which the hotel offers in the morning, which is. Very nice. Is it? As opposed to not having it. Tell me what's on the No, couch. it also is very nice. So, what do we have? We have we have a selection of cheeses. Oh, this which is are a all European fine. continental breakfast. Is that what continental means? Like, from the continent? Per- maybe. Europe? Maybe. I don't know. I was trying to figure this out this morning. Um, and it is, yes, and I think that generally is, except then there's like, you know, cereal and like a waffle maker which is not the vibe here there's like a gorgeous granola wait wait wait. a beautiful glass jar there there is or there is not a waffle maker there is not oh okay okay which i i love a waffle but i i also appreciate there not being that whole scene well the scene and the sound of the waffle maker when it's Yes, they also use that, they use that, like, that machine for the batter, which is so grotesque. Mm. Um, so no, so none of that. Um, coffee, of course. There's, like, little drawers with, like, little muffins and different kinds of bread. Like, it's very, it's very well done here at Porches at Mass Mocha. Okay, so it's, it's elevated, um, Econo Lodge style. Yes. I love yes, that. Yes, it's very sweet. And there are trays, so I, I I go in with my mask and I make a little tray. I, I grab a boiled egg. I toast a little bread. I grab some cheese. I get some... I also, I also um, prepare for my whole day. So I get some granola. I get some blueberries. I get some a, a little a little yogurt. You wow! Know, like you, you get at the grocery store. It's just in a re- little refrigerator. I recently um, heard from Jamie St. Peter, mm-hmm. who I had dinner with the other day, that so nice. Okay, because I feel like we've all been doing this thing where we eat very few calories in the morning, and then we pick it up around lunch, and then we have a big dinner. We go to bed. But you pasta. Do but do the opposite is what Jamie's talking mm-hmm. about. She's saying. Yeah, I think I think that's that's 
what they say, but no one can do that. To eat a lot in the morning and then very little. I love breakfast. I also love a sweet breakfast because I always love a sweet anything. Oh, delicious. Yeah. So, but it feels, it feels very oppositional to the green juice. What I'm doing now is basically the moral of my story. It's very but, different. Um, apples, bananas, what else is there? Um, that's all I can remember. That's, that's. Now, do you, do you find yourself, because you've now carb loaded or sugar loaded in the morning that you're, you you want less food before bed? Well, that's just sort of happened because the eating situation's very uh, complicated, we'll say, um, as in not great options, especially, you know, if, if we had a kitchen, we would just be eating wild oats or you know, eat groceries, you know, whatever grocery store food, right. just make it. But um, there's approximately one good place to eat here. Mm. Um, which we had last night. They're closed on like Sundays and Mondays, bizarrely. Um, and we got burgers and everything looks great there. So okay. also everything like else tastes bad and costs a fortune. Oh, well. Which I can't tell if that's, if like, I think in part I've just decided to uh, black out in New York City when I see food prices and just think I have to eat. So I'm not even going to look at that. Right. You just pay the um, bill. You just put your card down. You're like, don't even tell me. Just here's the card. Right. Give me some food and, and then I'll, <laughs> I'm going to leave. And Let's here. not talk about it. Right, here's my card. <laughs> no, so maybe I feel that's, like maybe nowadays, like you can go, well, yeah, it depends, but you can have a nice meal in New York for 30 bucks. You know? We're talking Thai food for two fifty dollars which that's not you know, bad. Seems like New York City, I guess. Yeah, $25. But it's also, it's also that it's like terrible. So you're like, I have to pay for this? Terrible Thai food is, is a, a it's really tragedy. Sad. Yeah. So um, that has resulted in, I think, less eating for dinner. Oh. So, uh, Interesting. And even, you know, desserts, it's like, it's not really, it's, you know, nothing is, uh, it's just sort of sad, right. I guess, for the dinner experience, but it's, that's fine. Excuse me for um, one moment, I'm getting a glass. If it sounds like, uh, I'm in a rainforest or something. It does sound like you're in, in a wooded, yeah. wooded, windy area. I am, I am, because... Again, I, Jack is asleep because school has started, and wow, that is full time. Um, and today is a no class day, so that's good. So sleep all um, day. I was like, you should just sleep all day. You don't need to rehearse. Well, we should tell it's the fine. listeners it's really it's only nine in the morning. It's nine in the morning. One one should be asleep if that's possible. If they'd want to. Yeah. I've, I've, I've not been sleeping well. Oh, why is that? I don't know. Are you anxious about this whole, about, you know, things changing? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure uh, anxieties of things changing. It's also, you know, the move into September is like, is I think for everyone of this weird thing. It's actually, I'm like cold right now. That's incredible. Which feels really nice we we did get a, a temperature drop last night so i no ac windows open pleasant yeah really feeling that right now wow but you're actually cold well i'm in the sh I'm shade so basically there's this kind of hike behind porches and i'm sort of hiding up in the trees wow yeah it's nice it's like a little i don't know i i think in theory people come up here to like hang out it's like that, that, um, I've, it's like bridge to Terabithia and, um, but don't die, you know, please don't die. I don't think I will. Okay. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Did you read that one? No, I don't know what this is. Oh, I, it's a children's book about death. Mmm, I love that. Mm-hmm. 
I guess it's more of a young adult. Not, I don't know. I don't remember the age of the children, but it was like, oh my God, someone died. Do you remember in that book, A Separate Piece, someone dies? I don't know what that is. Wow. You were also- I didn't have a childhood. You were restricted from reading as a child. Oh my God. So I've been watching endless HD TV. Okay. And I keep thinking like, these people do not have books. Definitely not. Have you ever seen a book on HGTV? No, that is very interesting. I don't have HGTV, but I am familiar with the format. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a hotel TV situation. So I'm just like, whoa. They really I just have, don't. You know, it's, I just have it on. They would sooner just have decorative bricks on a mantle or a shelf <laughs> than a book. It is, ins it's insane how every, every, every show, every house, looks exactly the same inside which i mean it's really is, grim know, tragedy it's really grim i don't it makes me and really i think sad. the i think the no books aspect because it's it's also like just a relationship to objects like there's no there's like no there are none. sensitivity to things right the things just like came from pier one imports and they are they're totally separate from your history, your feelings, they're just... Wayfair. Wayfair, honey. It's Wayfair. Wait, <laughs> I actually am glad you said that because I came across a show on Netflix that's called, like... Uh-huh, I watched an episode of this, Instant Home Makeover. Did you watch this? <laughs> with, yeah, it happens in, like, one day. Is that what One day. <laughs> they arrive uh, in the morning, and it's done uh, by the evening. And it's I'm really like, these people are destroying your house and like taping it back together and uh -huh. then they're leaving you with it. That's my thought too. I'm like, wait till you actually see what this house is now. The what? So you saw the one where they slid the kitchen in? Uh-huh. I was like, that is no... I'm sorry. I just get to the end, though. I just watched the reveal. They built a set, like a film set, in these people's home, and they were like, have a wonderful <laughs> life. And you're like... I know. Whatever, whenever they, the people go to turn on the faucet, I'm like, this isn't going to work. I can't possibly. At least not for very long, you know? And what's always amazing to me is that, like, Danielle Brooks is the, like, host of the show. And I'm like... You're a Tony nominee or Tony winning Emmy nominee actress. Get that money, honey. Is that what this is? Oh, absolutely. All right. Also, it's one day. Like, thank God. I mean, that is so deluxe that like instead of, I mean, because I think the, the, the joke on this, there's like a, because yesterday I saw this, like build a house in a hundred days. So this is a, this is a, like a theme of like, Let's do this really fast. Right. Netflix was like one day, honey. Wow. I mean, obviously, like, there's a lot of prep going into this, um, which reminds me of a better show called The Rehearsal, which we've talked about. Oh. But wow. Listen, people, if you have not watched The Rehearsal wow. on HBO, wow. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know how many it times is we have a waste to say of time. It. How many times wow. do we have to say watch the rehearsal? Wow. 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 Congratulations. Congrats, Nathan Fielder. You really did it. Yeah. You have, have you watched Go ahead. Have, have you watched any of Nathan for you, for you? Well, only the clips I saw with you. And I know I meant okay. there's a couple episodes Jack has said please watch this episode. So I I'm I will. But every time I open it's, my iPad, suddenly I'm watching, you know, someone bake a cake. Totally, totally. That's, that's, that's a bit of the war that happens with our YouTube as well. But, yeah. Um, I, it's really fascinating to see Nathan for you as a lead up to the rehearsal. Right. Because it's, it's more of like a, a cranky kind of show. Right. But you see, like... Oh, that is so interesting. I had never, like, associated Nathan Fielder with the prank genre. But in a way, yeah. it is very sophisticated pranking. Yeah. And so you see it really in the show of, like, where he finds this kind of 
higher form of it, wow. which becomes the rehearsal. And there, there are sections that are like, oh, this is this is that thing, the kind of like group rehearsal, acting class kind of method mm-hmm. idea, mm-hmm. or in different like theater, there's this thing that happens in a bar where it basically turns it into, in order to have there be smoking, he has it, <laughs> like, has the, brings an audience to watch the people in the bar. Oh, because then it's so like that, a like, performance? Yes, yeah, so they're performing smoking, essentially. Does that so then, incredible. does that then make it legal in some situations? Yeah, yeah, because the, the, well, <laughs> basically, I mean, you should just watch it. Everyone just watch it. I don't know what that episode's called, but it's probably like smoking or something. Okay. I can't wait. Um, can't wait. Really incredible. Um, I wish I wasn't working today because I would sit right here and do that. I would study Nathan. Oh, Theater. before I forget, before I forget, I have I have good news. Oh. So I don't know. I don't know if the if the dance magazine is in our apartment. Oh no. Um, so I I'm having a, a a a replacement mailed to you. Would you have thrown it away? I don't remember seeing it. So I so that's it, it's very it could very just like it could just be there but we won't be incredible there, so. well that's very kind thank you for doing that wow yeah, well, I just left you know. it well I mean you know you have a dance photo. magazine it's very important well you have a huge photo in it I the whole story is about me oh well you know you got yeah, you and have, tuna you have fo- not to mention tuna not Ms. to tuna. mention and then you know clip stock photography of a croissant. Stock photography, honey. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Also, you know, what if what if you lose that recipe and now it's in a magazine and you should have it? I've never written that recipe down before this moment. <laughs> it's not. A, it's not actually not a recipe that should be written down. Yes, but but what if you what if you have um, you know an accident and you lose your memory? Well, that's highly likely. It seems to already be happening. <laughs> That's just the accident of aging. The accident of being alive. <laughs> okay, so what are you what are you doing today? Oh, interesting. Okay, today I'm after this. Well, you you said you were working. Oh yeah. After this after this phone call we're doing, I'm going to go up to the garment district and buy yet more Italian nylon tulle, um, because. Harriet and I yesterday were working on, I had some doctors, I had a doctor appointment in the morning and then went to studio yesterday and we worked on these pants for Ellie Dance Project for this Pam Tanowitz piece and then did the math about how much additional fabric we would need to finish all the pairs of pants and the pants for the covers, which turned out to be more pants than we had anticipated. So many pants. So many pants. And so... And these are pants that are transparent, so you can't, they really can't be fudged, you know, it's sort of like, they need to be made very nicely. So I, meaning, like, mm, there's a big elastic waistband on the inside that you can absolutely see, so the elastic, we're having match. We were originally just going to do the elastic in black as a contrast to the clothing underneath, but now we've decided it needs to match the clothing underneath. So that means some of the elastic is purchasable in close enough colors, but some is not. So I've, I'm also, you know, like dying or painting certain elastics. So, you know, it all becomes extremely tedious. At yeah, any rate, I'm going awful. to the garment district, getting some materials and fabrics, and then heading back to the studio, continuing to make pants. There you go. Oh, my God. It's a simple day. I, yeah, I like I, a simple I, I, day. I, I, you were you were um, looking at this uh, uh, elastic situation when I was in the studio last. Was I? Yeah. Well. So. We're still well, di- still dying and coloring is that's that's not that's not fun. Well, it's you know it's fun the first time. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's it at all. It's all fun yeah. the first time. Making a sample, you're like that was fun, and then you're like, oh my god, wait. 16 more and then suddenly it's yeah. then it's not fun anymore right you have to it has to turn into a kind of meditative yeah thing. so 
we're making a lot of pairs of pants and then then we'll focus our attention toward the leotards that are underneath that are all various shapes so not even here's your here's your problem just don't do layer this kind of layered thing well look i mean what do you think why do you think people are like oh reed and harriet do unitards because i mean honestly it's Uh the best idea you just like make one thing say goodbye yeah it's also you know a thing that works well for dance oh looks looks great for dance just everything's covered everything's seen everything's covered everything's seen and also one of the most sort of naturally unisex garments, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's very unis it's very gender neutral without trying to be. Yeah. Well it's it's uh it's sort of the like nudist way to go. <laughs> Nudiest. Nudist. Noodleist. Nude. I thought about that word yesterday for some reason. Nudist. Oh, I was chatting with a friend of mine who lives in London, who, um, who was talking about how they love summer, and I was like, oh, based on like what I know of this person, I'm like, well, you're essentially a nudist, so that makes sense. Uh huh. Because yeah. you'd, you'd want it to be hot if you're a nudist. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to uh, expose yourself when it's freezing. Mm. Got it. Absolutely. Wait, okay, so Yeah, I think I think one has to sort of lean into that to enjoy summer. Right. Being naked. Otherwise, it's just a torture. Yeah, yeah. when you don't have any clothes on in the summer, like it can feel kind of sexy and like interesting, but then when you have clothes on and everything feels disgusting, you know, summer is the enemy. It really is. Um, I finished, it took me four viewings, but I finished the latest James Bond movie last night. The latest James Bond movie. Is this where he dies? He died. Oh, we loved this movie. I didn't know that was going to happen. Loved it. Loved it. Because Lea Seydoux is in it. She was great. That movie's incredible if you haven't seen it. It's on Criterion. Rami Malek was doing something. Uh huh. It's a very, um, what's that other awful uh, performance in uh, a sci fi kind of movie? Oh, um, Eddie Redmayne in. Um... Oh, sure, sure. But that's not who I was thinking oh, of. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, um, that, what is that movie? Um, it's a remake, uh, Harrison what? Ford. What? Oh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Blade Runner 2040 or whatever. Wait, and and oh, Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Yes. Uh It was very in the family of Jared Leto in Blade Mm -hmm. Runner. Eddie Redmayne in Mercury. What is that movie called? Jupiter Ascending. Incredible. And then now Rami Malek whispering his way through um, giant brutalist structures as a heartless villain. Um, oh, that, the garden. I, I thought it was a great film. I thought so too. It was very James Bondy. It was it took you four times to get through. Look, like try. I started it on a plane and started enjoying it. Fell asleep. Started watching it again at Stuart Singer's house. Uh, he fell fast asleep. I left. You know what I mean? Like it. <laughs> so uh-huh, uh-huh. it takes it some time. Oh, it's great. It's great from the from 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 the from the moment it starts. But what's that? jump it's great it's great from the jump the james bond movie it really is like starting out in that snowy scene where the masked man Mm. comes to get the girl in the house with the no good mother it's great excellent excellent beautifully and then and then that like italy whatever oh in the weird ruins of italy on the narrow roads and then james explosions (gasps) the explosion because you think wow everything in james bond life is finally calmed down right right and then explosion scandal it's so good you can't have people talking all the time in these movies no this is this is where some some what some awful movie I was like you can't be talking we need action you know who's do, who's do stuff. who's really grown on me since they first appeared on on the silver screen 
Hmm. I can't think of it. Okay, they're in this movie and they're gay. Who is in this movie? It's it's Ben Wishaw. You know, I've always loved Ben Wishaw. Really? Really? Yeah. Interesting. Big, big crush, crush vibes. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, like, romantic. I never, like, I, when I first saw Ben Wishaw in the remake of Brideshead Revisited, I thought, well, that's not right. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's literally incorrect. <laughs> no. Okay, so no. And okay. then, you know, Ben Wishaw periodically reappeared in London Spy, in, mm-hmm. um, oh, many other things British. And... Now I really am so happy when when Ben pops up on the screen. Yeah, I'm I, I'm not. Yeah, is there a good movie that Ben Wishaw has done? I don't I don't know, acting wise, if it's if it's much, but um, I like it. Ben Wishaw's reaction to James Bond's death in this, literally, like made me cry and I didn't think I was gonna cry as in the lead up to it because like the writing was so cornball but but once I saw Ben Wishaw's face I was like ooh oh I love that yeah that really Leia Seydoux is really it right now well she's a movie star she is a movie star of the kind of like mm, of the old variety like when, when stars were stars Yes, honey. Yeah. It's because she has like a, a big face. She yes. has yes. a giant pancake moon face. And then she also has very easy access to feelings, you know? Yes. I'm actually, I'm really excited about the Florence Pugh, Harry Styles okay. movie. I just heard about all the controversy yesterday. Oh, is there controversy? I don't know about it. Oh, now I'm going to literally play a game of telephone right now, which is that... Harriet told me the gossip about this movie yesterday, and now I'm going to say what Harriet said, even though I've done no research to actually confirm. Okay. Okay. Apparently, Shia LaBeouf was in conversations to play the Harry Styles part. Okay. And that information came out, and Olivia Wilde, who directed the film, then made comment on him not being in the movie and basically was like, well, I didn't want an asshole in my movie. Yes, work. So then Shia LaBeouf says, oh, how interesting, Olivia Wilde, that you would say this about me, and released a series of texts and, like, recorded Zoom conversations where she's dragging Florence Pugh and saying, like, oh, she's so difficult. It's it's because of her that you can't be in this movie. Amazing. And now Florence Pugh is like, well, in that case, I will be doing only the bare minimum of like uh-huh. pre-release Contractual. pre-release work. I'm going to like go to one premiere period. Work. I love that. Yeah. Transparency. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. I watched I watched um uh you know, like a variety interview with Olivia Wilde that I thought was interesting but yeah that it all adds up that makes sense I am <laughs> confused about Olivia Wilde okay what's your confusion what is it where what was Olivia in a film where then everybody was like oh that's a, that's an actress we know okay I only know anything about her from watching this thing and apparently she was she was on the OC. She was like she was a lesbian character on the OC and then some other like big network TV as a lesbian. I don't know. So oh. I, I don't know. And then apparently she made a short film and then she made something else and now she made this. <laughs> something else. But she also wrote this movie. I, I don't know. I'm like, and I'm, and it looks very stylish. And well, my like my my suspicion is that it. it's only style. Yes, absolutely. But I'm a, I mean, it's Harry style. Well, so. thank you very much. <laughs> I know. He has his own, has his own controversies around I, like 
queer queer baiting. I had I had lunch with my friend Jacob the other day when it was just it was actually too hot to hang out. So our 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 rendezvous was cut short because immediately upon leaving the restaurant I was like, I have to go home. Like I'm sorry sorry, like we can't spend time together, but you can blame global warming. New York City. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we, he was saying that he read some article about how Harry Styles, people are critical of Harry Styles for like appropriating queer style to the extent that it's like exploitative or something. And I was like, I don't feel that as a gay person. I don't feel, I don't feel robbed by Harry Styles behaviors. I feel uplifted and I feel like people been doing this for for a really long time, you know, like David Bowie certainly was doing this from, from as a, you know, as a straight person or whatever, however David Bowie identified. But mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on this? Well, there's a, I think, worthwhile article in the New York Times article review of, you know, it's basically about this. It's a review of like, is Madison Square Garden, what have you. Um, <clears throat> And I think it sort of covers, it's, you know, it's this problematic thing of like, define yourself because that's uh, a sort of old fashioned idea of like, you have, if you're, if you're gay, you have to come out. Right. So that people like accept gay people by knowing that they exist. Right, so you need to basically, like, do a thing that perhaps you don't want to do, perhaps that you don't, like, have the urgency to do because it's everyone else's business that you be, you be a thing, a very, like, categorical thing that we need you to be. Yes, well, it's, and it's a, it's a sort of double-edged sword here in that there's a... there's financial reasons to sort of s- stay mysterious, which I you mean, know, I'm, I'm, I'm me. so I'm into mystery, Absolutely. but, um, you know, it's like, you want everyone to love you. So you keep a mystique. I mean, Beyonce right. does this too. It's of like, course. don't do interviews. We, I so, mean, even they're obviously to a much smaller scale. Like we all keep seeing things like secret in order to, you know, project an image that's going to, that we believe is going to like aid in our success or whatever, you know? Uh-huh. And so they're just doing it on a much bigger scale because, you know, the, the rewards are so much bigger. Right. So there's a, there's, there's the sense of like political righteousness and that this person should but I'm like, well, what if he comes out as straight? What if he comes out as bi? Who cares? You know? Well, people care. It, this is like, it's also, there's an aspect of like, as long as people are asking, then you shouldn't say anything. Oh, totally. Because you know, it drives like, them wild. It's like, drive them wild. Yeah. It keeps the articles flowing for totally. about you. So, and then, and, and then in terms of like, do I think a kind of queerness is encouraged by Harry Styles being, you know, what, you know, what is, wearing flashy outfits, I guess. Is that like what we're talking about? Um, Being charismatic. Is that like why we don't think or why we think he might not be straight? Like (laughs) being interesting is like not, is like, the opposite of being straight right like harry styles having really great style and and or or like a great stylist right and seemingly being open to you know various like queer ways of existing so now he has now appropriated these behaviors they're stolen they're stolen is that what is that what people are saying well, and sort of queer baiting. So the sense of like using this stuff to get a certain kind of audience. I love that. Congrats. Queer bait away. 
It's totally how I feel as well. I'm like, honey, keep it interesting. Right. Like, thank you like, for making what, it interesting for us. Like, I'm... Whatever your reality is, I don't care. No. Like, no. the fantasy is what we are buying here. Also, like, think of the good it does for, you know, humankind in general to kind of blur lines, normalize things that weren't previously right. normal, etc. It's like, let's, right. please, please, everybody, stop categorizing yourself in I can't these, help like, but feel like, it, uh, I can't hear, I can't help but hear, like, Fox News ugh. of a sense of, like, define yourself. What are you, Harry Styles? You're exploiting you, gay just people. Here and over there, and, you know, it's just like, everyone... It's a woman, I don't know. woman today and boy tomorrow. What are, <laughs> what are we? Totally, do whatever you want. It, it, and I, I do recognize the like, the kind of AIDS, the hidden, uh, queer, the outsider, and that there's a person with power who is. I just, I just don't think that like at this point I don't know I don't know I, it's I, so maybe it's more like a, a an art thing in my mind of like wanting artists to be able to do whatever they want so I don't know uh, I think that there is a a political question but okay. I don't think artists are politicians so yeah but they are members of society. So. Now, do I think Lindsey Graham should come out of the closet? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's also like there's a there's a spectrum here of like being and on the other end, like assaulting or like trying to destroy the thing. Right. 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 So I think being somewhere in the middle and playing with the stuff you know it's, it's like drag race you know it has this relationship to gender that's like it's it's like gender's fluid you get to play at it absolute and absolute. so that's that's more the kind of like i think the more people playing with gender the better because it's a facade absolutely they just need to be doing so with with good intention you know with like uh, with an appreciation for all the people who are kind of influenced and inspired, you know? Yeah. I mean, I keep thinking of, like, the situation with Beyonce and this album and, like, all that drama as well. You know, I've, I feel like... I've not heard one note of this new album, but I did listen to an extensive episode of The Read, which is a podcast I listen to, and they're they're mm -hmm. very much obsessed with Beyonce, so... I got a, a minute by minute kind of review, review. of the yeah. entire album, which was thrilling. Still never heard a note. I love it. You love it? Yeah. And I think I think my take is sort of similar. It's it's like an art take where I'm like, yeah, take the things, use the things. Mm. And there are all these like crediting insanities. Um, and I, I just feel like pushing this material out into the world is good for everyone. I think so. And yes, there's like a whole like money power thing involved, but do we really want people to not engage with this material? Right. Is that what we're saying? Right. Like, as well as originality and the question of like, is like, no one has ever made anything original. It's just a, a, a kind of furthering of everything that's been made in some way. Yeah, pro we, we so evolve. It's this like genius fallacy. Yeah, it's an evolution of like every, of everything that's happened. Right. Look, I think that some creative minds are really well equipped to advance a form or to just be so incredibly prolific that through that process, they shift a medium. In, right. in the way that, like, Mozart clearly had some kind of 
it's almost like a math genius, right? Where this Mozart was able to just like understand and produce m melodic and, and harmonic structures with like uh, an ease and a speed that was beyond, mm -hmm. you know, the other, his peers. And so in doing so, just like was situated in a way by his family and by his class, etc., that he could just like make so much material that he, he defined a style and pushed the medium of music in his time. <laughs> History lessons. Yeah, totally. But, <laughs> and at the same, so like, yes, I think individual like abilities, sensibilities, these, these things matter but they're also the product of a situation and a history and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, are yeah, yeah, coming yeah. in reaction. Um, yeah. And as well as, as well, you know, it's like social, uh, situatedness, whatever. Yeah. Situated inside so, of a certain kind of family, inside of a certain kind of culture. Yeah, money. 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 I was, um, I'm, I'm like freezing. It's amazing. Well, get up and walk. Get up and walk. <laughs> I don't... I'm like, is any of this audio going to work? Whatever. It's great. Um, it sounds great it's to great. me. It's great. It's great. I wanted to tell you... Well, I wanted to... This is maybe not so much for you as it is more for our... The real dance nerds. Oh, then forget about it. I Only for me, please. Oh, Jeremy, please let me talk to the people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... And it also relates um, to this conversation we're having about sexuality and gender. Ooh. Um, because I recently discovered on the YouTubes that the Frederick Ashton Trust has just so many of these sort of hour-long videos of um, various sections and variations from his dances being uh, coached. By da oh. on dancers of the Royal Ballet by some original original cast members and also ballet masters of the Royal Ballet. And let me tell you what, Frederick Ashton was making some of the most intricate and inventive ballet dances for men, well, men and women, but particularly the ones for the men were so kind of outside of the Russian tradition of like men coming out and doing gigantic steps, you know, like they, uh -huh. like the men are doing these very fine articulated uh, dances that emphasize, you know, beautiful line and footwork. And I really, I can't recommend enough um, watching these videos. I mean, if, if you're not um, familiar or maybe even extremely familiar with this kind of dance. It might be amazingly boring to you, but I, I've really been enjoying that. Something to fall asleep to. Well, yes. Or for me, it makes me so inspired that I get up and start trying some of the moves. Oh, uh, I love that. I know. It's crazy. It brings me back oh, to Oh, I this... love that. I want to see. I wanna see. Oh, you oh, must you see. You should send me, send me highlights. I, I shall. I shall. Um, it brings me back to this period of my ballet life when I, I moved up to Canada. And one oh, of, Canada. Oh, Canada. One of the ballet masters there who come from Australia, Edmund Stripe, was, um, had been through a Cicchetti schooling. And Edmund uh, would, would bring Cicchetti, like really traditional Cicchetti syllabus phrases into the classwork. And I'm haunted by those phrases, and a lot of those uh, concepts pop up in the Ashton work, and mm. it's really beautiful. It's and it's also like a much more holistic way of moving the body than um, uh -huh. other, you know, certain other kind of C certain other certain other New things. York based. Well, you know, psychopaths. No, I mean, <laughs> I, I people often compare Balanchine and Ashton because. It's not the worst. Is there? Is there? Is there more horrific? Well, I think there's. It's not the actual Balanchine dances that right. are so injurious. I think it's the way in which 
um, it's the schooling that that and not even the school yeah it's the schooling anyways <laughs> oh it's it's the, so you mean it's it's the bodies that are re, that are forced into being to be able to do the dances <laughs> I mean I just want to this is going to I mean, be a somewhat controversial opinion and I don't want to really get into this conversation because like I don't have I have no what do they say I have no I'm getting I don't know what this freight what this um I've got no blank in the game. What is it, Jeremy? Skin. I've got no skin in the game, okay? But um, people who come from the New York City Ballet, School of American Ballet culture, they, I feel like they often <clears throat> say, or this is what I've heard, that other people who don't come from that kind of schooling attempting Balanchine ballets often look not good, incorrect, too slow, what have you. Now, I, I don't think that that is entirely true. I think you can see very fine Balanchine performances done by dancers who've had all kinds of schooling all over the world. And the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, the origins of, in quotation, Balanchine schooling comes from this very eclectic kind of world approach of training a dancer that included Russian training, Danish training, French training. So I know that the the Balanchine method or whatever has now kind of narrowed itself into this thing that it did not used to be. So I don't buy it. I really, I'm like, people can dance, uh -huh. people can dance Balanchine ballets well all over the world. Yes. Also, you know, these things change over time. So, absolutely. you know, when Balanchine is establishing a, a tradition of these dances that he's making, as well as training dancers who have no Balanchine training because it doesn't exist yet. It doesn't exist. Into, like, you know, <laughs> decades later uh, in the kind of, you know, even, you know, setting a piece that was originated by other bodies onto new bodies that aren't those bodies and have differences in you know basic being and then training that gets then you have to twist you either twist that body into becoming something more like the original body or you try to find something more universal in the dance that that body that different body can do right right but so, anyway. so that's where kind of a, the perversity can, can develop over time. Right. And, and I, so. I suppose my own skin in the game, in a way, comes from the fact that my early kind of schooling in ballet was, you know, unfortunately for me, in a Balanchine environment. And I think if I'd gone into that environment with a stronger base that had come from yeah. An older kind okay. an older kind of schooling, I would have had a stronger foundation because mm -hmm. yeah, the balancing schooling certainly could not supply me with a logical foundation. <laughs> uh-huh. And it was yeah, only after I left that universe that I was able to learn about, you know, something that that employed logic with like the skeletal and muscular system to achieve ballet. So. Right. Yeah. It's, I, I like, I like bring back sort of this queerness thing, um, and alternate versions and, uh, exploring these old things and allowing different versions and different expressions of them. Yeah. Rather than a kind of monolithic, like, this is the thing. Right. Which which might get worse with, like, video recordings. Like, even, you know, in Cunningham of, like, working from video or learning learning things from video. Right. I think it's also sort of tricky. Dangerous. Because sort of the abstraction of notation of, like, what these dances were it's kind of helpful because it gives some room to use what's in the room. Right. Right. To kind of remake the dance. But. <clears throat> I mean, I think it's good for if we're, 
preserving the history of kind of Western concert dance or whatever that, you know, the people who are responsible for it are employing all, I don't know why I'm talking about this. I'm sound so annoying right now, but yeah, using notation and video and the bodies that like, remember, it's good to use all of those because without that, it's like a very superficial, um, re-rendering of the thing it once was. Yeah, I think that, and that's why, that's what I bring up queerness of like, allow for every approach. You know, that's, you know, sort of the thrill of Rotmansky, Sleeping Beauty, and seeing like, what is, you know, going back to some kind of original idea or, you know, some other kind of philosophical worldview of ballet seeing what that looks like not to be like this is it this is the way to do it this is the only way to do it right but like well what if we try this what if what is what does that feel like everybody so. everybody try stuff try stuff out so look yeah and watch those ashton oh okay for for those listening i'm gonna recommend um there's a solo for the prince like it's like the sad prince solo in the sleeping beauty and there's um and there's a whole like video of anthony dowell coaching this a very young at the time reese clark i think maybe was even in the school at the time um and dancing in this very kind of academic way so i would you wouldn't be watching it for like the performance of it but just to see the steps because it's really interesting and then also I, I could be, I could be absolutely wrong here, but there's an interesting one with William Bracewell that I think is Le Chant de Rosignol, but it might be another dance about a bird that I'm just getting wrong. There's so many ballets about birds. It's absolutely crazy. Great. Well, send me those links and I'll put it in the show notes. Cool. Thanks for letting me talk about that. Of course. I loved it. I'm sad you missed my Cunningham show. <laughs> I know I am too, but I also couldn't go spiritually. I see. Just because my date canceled. I know. When I found out that you were they physically in Brooklyn, I was shocked, honestly. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. it was, my showing was just right off the G train, even, which is double shocking to me. Well, I would have biked, but... Incredible. Well, next time, don't be in it, and then we'll go together. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I dance once every five years, and then you weren't there. I also haven't listened to last week's episode yet. I'm going to do it today. Oh, well, you know, it's okay. Go for a run. Um, Yeah, when things, sometimes things end, and then they're just sort of over. I guess that's like most things. Yeah, like life. A truly, literally, just ends. My so goodness. keep that in mind as I you know. go through your day. This phys- my this this wonderful physical therapist Christine Bratton got me through the workshop. Um, by you know taping my calf together and working on my spine and you know, and when I saw her in her apartment during our first visit, she was like, she was like, oh, well, I was commenting on how nice the apartment was. And she was like, well, while I was away this summer, um, it got repainted and this room got new carpet. I was like, oh, that's so nice to have a fresh, fresh start. And she was like, and what's so great is that this is the last time I'll ever have to do this. Because she's going to die. Right. And I thought that's a beautiful and healthy relationship to this, strange thing we're all experiencing this cycle and she was like having gratitude for the things that she can now that the responsibility she can now let go of you know yeah don't worry about climate change that's my take hey jeremy what don't do that oh there's Uh, there's children listening (laughs) stop recycling (laughs) well children you know they're in a different situation. Well, you know, some people, Aaliyah... Also, people who have children, no, do not... Watch out. Do not uh, envy that. No, no, no. Because then you feel scary, all these feelings about this, you know, farther into the future. But, you know, as I said last week, Aaliyah grew up listening to the podcast. I care about your children, too, I guess. 
I I care about <laughs> no. I have I have nephews and other children I care yeah, about. Me too. Me too. Me too. Um but yes, I was saying, Aaliyah grew up listening to the podcast, so we have to care for, you know, the children listening. Well, they definitely need to be recycling. Absolutely. I, oh, I saw some Instagram post. I forget who posted this. It was something about, I was, it was like a Simpsons kind of meme thing or whatever. It was about, like, if we just ate one billionaire, it would be better than, um, like, being a vegan or something. Oh, for the planet! For the planet! That how true? But, how true? Just eat. Uh, did you watch Loot or what? Loot? Did you watch that show? I watched half of Loot. Wow, bad boots, and it, the ending is really unbelievable. I didn't. It's basically like billionaires are bad. I'm gonna give away all my money. I did not carry on with that show because, and I, 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 I don't know if I've already said it on this podcast, but I'm gonna say it again. The actress who has come over from the show Pose into the show Loot uh-huh. is so dismal at acting that it absolutely yeah. ruins the show. You think, is this, no, 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 is no, no, this no. regional she theater? Is, she is not ruining the show. The show is terrible. I don't know. Maya Rudolph is but really great. But she is also... She's she was she was not good on Pose and she's not good in this. She's not a good actress, and I'm I I can't I'm confused as to why this person is booked. You know, it it is also like a sitcom, kind of. It's like a bad style of show. It is. It's just it's it's like network TV. Truly, which Apple is it's it's Apple, right? I don't remember. Yeah, I think so. Oh. I'm really, I'm really kind of in loving uh, the new Steve Carell. Uh, uh, oh, really? Serial, serial killer with show. Domhnall Gleeson, who I love. I don't know who that is. That's the redhead. Well, there's only like two people. Right. Well, the other one, the younger one. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know that person. I'm sure you actually do. Oh, I it he didn't seem <clears throat> familiar. Did you see sort of like, Ex Machina? Uh-huh, but I don't remember. Oh, interesting. Did you see that, like, yeah. sad movie where, um, <laughs> like, Bill Nye, that other kind of, like, uh-huh. he he's, a da- he's dying, but he has the ability to time travel, like his son or something? I don't remember. Anyways, it was really sad. My goodness. Ugh. Um... It was called like About Time or something, and Rachel McAdams was in it. Anyways, um, wow, I wow. know. And oh, also, I don't think we've talked about A League of Their Own. I never got past the first episode. Wow, I could rewatch that whole show. I- I'll get into it. I keep forgetting it exists. I loved it. Controversial opinion. That's all. That's all I have to say. All right. Um. Um. Wait, I feel there was one other. No, I talked about Ashton. I talked about Danielle Brooks on the crazy Destroy Your House Home Makeover show. Those are the those were the two things. How many episodes of that thing did you watch? Two. Yeah. I watched two. And I also when I'm feeling particularly strange, I'll turn on an episode of the home edit, which is horrible. <laughs> it's a horrible show. It is many of the things that are just so wrong with the world like um however it is sometimes oh god something satisfying something to have on to watch oh, okay. to watch things get organized you know yeah 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 so okay. that's I, I won't say i'm I not recommending it i'm not recommending it okay okay all right um, good enough. Good enough. Boris, good enough. Um, uh, maybe I'll see you next week. Yeah, I'm still contemplating some method of coming up to Jack's show. Mass Mocha, next weekend, whatever days those are, like the 8th, 9th, and 10th. Yeah. In, in, in North Adams, Massachusetts. Good luck with that project. Oh, and I, and I have some... Uh, small paintings at Arcastrata's just for 
for the fun of it. Yeah, so, I really like so, how you've presented those in sort of shadow boxes. I know, it's it's just how I like it to be. I do love that. I do love that. Dollhouse vibes, you know? Yeah, totally. So go buy them. Oh, absolutely you. go to Archistratus. Buy the whole set. That would be the best way to buy that yeah. artwork. You don't want well, just there's, one. There's sort of... There's the cake series. I would, you know, it's not by all of them. I, th I don't think that makes complete sense. But, well, I uh, mean, I think if you really want to be a collector, you're going to want to get the whole collection. That's true. That's true. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. And that was, that was directed towards all of you rich who are listening to this podcast. Oh, rich, rich. The rich. Money, money. Oh. oh all right. Um, back to it. Here we go. Time to put on clothes and go to the garment district. Oh, nude. You've been nude this whole time. Well, I'm in I'm in t-shirt and dare I say You should it, have led with being nude. I'm underpants, in a place of underpants. Bare feet, bare feet. If you're into feet, bare feet. <laughs> ah, who isn't into feet these days? <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Ta-ta! We loves you! Loves you!